Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 6, Texts 1 through 10. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 6. Creation of the Universal Form Text 1 The Rishi Maitreya continued. The Lord thus heard about the suspension of the progressive creative functions of the universe due to the non-combination of his potencies, such as the Mahatattva. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda There is nothing wanting in the creation of the Lord. All the potencies are there in a dormant state. But unless they are combined by the will of the Lord, nothing can progress. The suspended progressive work of creation can only be revived by the direction of the Lord. Text 2. The Supreme Powerful Lord then simultaneously entered into the 23 elements with the goddess Kali, his external energy, who alone amalgamates all the different elements. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The ingredients of matter are counted as 23 the total material energy, false ego, sound, touch, form, taste, smell, earth, water, fire, air, sky, eye, ear, nose, tongue, skin, hand, leg, evacuating organ, genitals, speech, and mind. All are combined together by the influence of time and are again dissolved in the course of time. Time, therefore, is the energy of the Lord and acts in her own way by the direction of the Lord. This energy is called Kali and is represented by the dark destructive goddess, generally worshipped by persons influenced by the mode of darkness or ignorance in material existence. In the Vedic hymn, this process is described as Mula Prakatir Avriktir Mahadhyaya Prakati Vriktaya Sapta Sodasakas Tu Vikaro Na Prakatir Na Vrikati Purusha. The energy which acts as material nature in combination with the 23 ingredients is not the final source of creation. The Lord enters into the elements and applies his energy, called Kali. In all other Vedic scriptures, the same principle is accepted. In the Brahma Samhita 535, it is stated, Ekopya sorachaitum jagadandakotim 
yachchakterasti jagadandak chaya iranta. Andantarasta paramano chayantarastam. Govindam adipurusham tamaham bhajami. I worship the primeval Lord, Govinda, who is the original personality of Godhead. By his partial plenary expansion, Mahavishnu, he enters into material nature and then into each and every universe as Garbhodakshai Vishnu and then as Shirodakshai Vishnu into all the elements, including every atom of matter. Such manifestations of cosmic creation are innumerable, both in the universes and in the individual atoms. Similarly, this is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 10.42. Atava bahunaitena kimgyatena tavarjuna vistabhyaham idam krishnam ekam sena stito jagat. O Arjuna, there is no necessity of your knowing about my innumerable energies, which act in various ways. I enter into the material creation by my partial plenary expansion, Paramatma, or the Supersoul, in all the universes and in all the elements thereof. And thus, the work of creation goes on. The wonderful activities of material nature are due to Lord Krishna, and thus he is the final cause, or the ultimate cause, of all causes. Text 3. Thus, when the Personality of Godhead entered into the elements by his energy, all the living entities were enlivened into different activities, just as one is engaged in his work after awaking from sleep. PURPORT by Śrīla Prabhupāda Every individual soul remains unconscious after the dissolution of the creation and thus enters into the Lord with his material energy. These individual living entities are conditioned souls everlastingly, but in each and every material creation they are given a chance to liberate themselves and become free souls. They are all given the chance to take advantage of the Vedic wisdom and find out what is their relationship with the Supreme Lord, how they can be liberated, and what the ultimate profit is in such liberation. By properly studying the Vedas, one becomes conscious of his position, and thus takes to the transcendental devotional service of the Lord, and is gradually promoted to the spiritual sky. The individual souls in the material world engage in different activities according to their past, unfinished desires. After the dissolution of a particular body, the individual soul forgets everything. But the all-merciful Lord, who is situated in everyone's heart as the witness, the Supersoul, awakens him and reminds him of his past desires. And thus he begins to act accordingly in his next life. 
this unseen guidance is described as fate. And a sensible man can understand that this continues his material bondage in the three modes of nature. The unconscious, sleeping stage of the living entity, just after the partial or total dissolution of the creation, is wrongly accepted as the final stage of life by some less intelligent philosophers. After the dissolution of the partial material body, a living entity remains unconscious for only a few months. And after the total dissolution of the material creation, he remains unconscious for many millions of years. But when the creation is again revived, he is awakened to his work by the Lord. The living entity is eternal, and the wakeful state of his consciousness, manifested by activities, is his natural condition of life. He cannot stop acting while awake, and thus he acts according to his diverse desires. When his desires are trained in the transcendental service of the Lord, his life becomes perfect, and he is promoted to the spiritual sky to enjoy eternal, awakened life. Text 4. When the twenty-three principal elements were set in action by the will of the Supreme, the gigantic universal form, or the Visvarupa body of the Lord, came into existence. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Virat Rupa, or Visvarupa, the gigantic universal form of the Lord, which is very much appreciated by the impersonalist, is not an eternal form of the Lord. It is manifested by the supreme will of the Lord after the ingredients of material creation. Lord Krishna exhibited his virat, or visvarupa, to Arjuna, just to convince the impersonalists that he is the original personality of Godhead. Krishna exhibited the virat rupa, it is not that Krishna was exhibited by the Virat Rupa. The Virat Rupa is not, therefore, an eternal form of the Lord, exhibited in the spiritual sky. It is a material manifestation of the Lord. The Archavigraha, or the worshipable deity in the temple, is a similar manifestation of the Lord for the neophytes. But in spite of their material touch, such forms of the Lord as the Virat Rupa and Archa are all non-different from his eternal form as Lord Krishna. Text 5 as the Lord, in his plenary portion, entered into the elements of the universal creation, they transformed into the gigantic form in which all the planetary systems and all movable and immovable creations rest. Purport 
by Srila Prabhupada. The elements of cosmic creation are all matter and have no potency to increase in volume unless entered into by the Lord in his plenary portion. This means that matter does not increase or decrease unless it is spiritually touched. Matter is a product of spirit and increases only by the touch of spirit. The entire cosmic manifestation has not assumed its gigantic form by itself, as wrongly calculated by less intelligent persons. As long as spirit is within matter, matter can increase as needed. But without the spirit, matter stops increasing. For example, as long as there is spiritual consciousness within the material body of the living entity, the body increases to the required size. But a dead material body, which has no spiritual consciousness, stops increasing. In the Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 2, importance is given to the spiritual consciousness, not the body. The entire cosmic body increased by the same process that we experience in our small bodies. One should not, however, foolishly think that the individual infinitesimal soul is the cause of the gigantic manifestation of the universal form. The universal form is called the Virat Rupa because the Supreme Lord is within it, in his plenary portion. Text 6. The gigantic Virat Purusha, known as Hiranmaya, lived for 1,000 celestial years on the water of the universe, and all the living entities lay with him. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. After the Lord entered each and every universe as the Garbhodakshai Vishnu, Half the universe was filled with water. The cosmic manifestation of the planetary systems, outer space, etc., which are visible to us, is only one half of the complete universe. Before the manifestation takes place, and after the entrance of Vishnu within the universe, there is a period of 1,000 celestial years. All the living entities injected within the womb of the Mahatattva, are divided in all universes with the incarnation of Garbhodakshai Vishnu, and all of them lie down with the Lord until Brahma is born. Brahma is the first living being within the universe, and from him all other demigods and living creatures are born. Manu is the original father of mankind, and therefore, in Sanskrit, mankind is called Manusya. Humanity, in different bodily qualities, is distributed throughout the various planetary systems.
Text 7. The total energy of the Mahatattva, in the form of the gigantic Virat Rupa, divided himself by himself into the consciousness of the living entities, the life of activity, and self-identification, which are subdivided into one, ten, and three, respectively. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Consciousness is the sign of the living entity, or the soul. The existence of the soul is manifested in the form of consciousness, called Gyan Shakti. The total consciousness is that of the gigantic Virat Rupa, and the same consciousness is exhibited in individual persons. The activity of consciousness is performed through the air of life, which is of ten divisions. The airs of life are called prana, apana, udana, vyana, and samana, and are also differently qualified as naga, korma, krikara, devadatta, and dhananjaya. The consciousness of the soul becomes polluted by the material atmosphere, and thus various activities are exhibited in the false ego of bodily identification. These various activities are described in the Bhagavad Gita, 2.41, as Bahushakhyanantascha bureo vivasainam. The conditioned soul is bewildered into various activities for want of pure consciousness. In pure consciousness, the activity is one. The consciousness of the individual soul becomes one with the Supreme Consciousness when there is complete synthesis between the two. The monist believes that there is only one consciousness, whereas the sattvatas, or the devotees, believe that although there is undoubtedly one consciousness, they are one because there is agreement. The individual consciousness is advised to dovetail with the Supreme Consciousness, as instructed by the Lord in Bhagavad Gita, 1866. Sarvadaman pratyaja, mame kam saranam braja. The individual consciousness, Arjuna, is advised to dovetail with the Supreme Consciousness and thus maintain his conscious purity. It is foolish to try to stop the activities of consciousness, but they can be purified when they are dovetailed with the Supreme. This consciousness is divided into three modes of self-identification, according to the proportion of purity. Adiyatmika, or self-identification with the body and mind. Aribotika, or self-identification with the material product and Adidaivaka, or self-identification as a servant of the Lord. Of the three, Adidaivaka self-identification is the beginning of purity of consciousness in pursuance of the desire of the Lord.
Text 8. The gigantic universal form of the Supreme Lord is the first incarnation and plenary portion of the Supersoul. He is the self of an unlimited number of living entities, and in him rests the aggregate creation, which thus flourishes. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Supreme Lord expands himself in two ways, by personal plenary expansions and separate minute expansions. The personal plenary expansions are Vishnu tattvas, and the separated expansions are the living entities. Since the living entities are very small, they are sometimes described as the marginal energy of the Lord. But the mystic yogis consider the living entities and the supersoul, Paramatma, to be one and the same. It is, however, a minor point of controversy. After all, Everything created rests on the gigantic virat, or universal form of the Lord. Text 9 The gigantic universal form is represented by three, ten, and one, in the sense that he is the body and the mind and the senses. He is the dynamic force for all movements by ten kinds of life energy, and he is the one heart where life energy is generated. Purport by Srila Prabhupada in Bhagavad Gita 7, 4, and 5, it is stated that the eight elements of earth, water, fire, air, sky, mind, intelligence, and false ego are all products of the Lord's inferior energy, whereas the living entities, who are seen to utilize the inferior energy, originally belong to the superior energy the internal potency of the Lord. The eight inferior energies work grossly and subtly, whereas the superior energy works as the central generating force. This is experienced in the human body. The gross elements, namely earth, etc., form the external gross body and are like a coat, whereas the subtle mind and false ego act like the inner clothing of the body. The movements of the body are first generated from the heart, and all the activities of the body are made possible by the senses, powered by the ten kinds of air within the body. The ten kinds of air are described as follows. The main air, passing through the nose in breathing, is called prana. The air which passes through the rectum as evacuated bodily air is called apana. The air which adjusts the foodstuff within the stomach and which sometimes sounds as belching is called samana. The air which passes through the throat 
and the stoppage of which constitutes suffocation, is called the udhana air. And the total air, which circulates through the entire body, is called the vyana air. Subtler than these five airs, there are others also. That which facilitates the opening of the eye, mouth, etc., is called naga air. The air which increases appetite is called krikara air. The air which helps contraction is called korma air. The air which helps relaxation by opening the mouth wide, as in yawning, is called the devadatta air. And the air which helps sustenance is called the dhananjaya air. All these airs are generated from the center of the heart, which is one only. This central energy is superior energy of the Lord, who is seated within the heart with the soul of the body, who acts under the guidance of the Lord. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita, 1515, as follows. Sarvasya chaham hidisani visto mataksmitir gyanam apohanam cha vedaischa sarvar aham eva vedyo vedantakrid vedavid eva chaham The complete central force is generated from the heart by the Lord, who is seated there and who helps the conditioned soul in remembering and forgetting. The conditioned state is due to the soul's forgetfulness of his relationship of subordination to the Lord. One who wants to continue to forget the Lord is helped by the Lord to forget him, birth after birth. But one who remembers him, by dint of association with a devotee of the Lord, is helped to remember him more and more. Thus the conditioned soul can ultimately go back home, back to Godhead. This process of transcendental help by the Lord is described in the Bhagavad Gita, 10.10, as follows. Tesham satatyuktanam bhajatam pritipurvakam dadami yogam tam yenamam upayantite The bodhi-yoga, process of self-realization with intelligence, transcendental to the mind, which is devotional service, can alone elevate one from conditioned state of material entanglement in the cosmic construction. The conditioned state of the living entity is like that of a person who is within the depths of a huge mechanical arrangement. The mental speculators can reach the point of bodhi-yoga after many, many lifetimes of speculation. But the intelligent person, who begins from the platform of intelligence above the mind, makes rapid progress in self-realization. Because the bodhi-yoga process entails no fear of deterioration or retrogression at any time, it is the guaranteed path to self-realization, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 2.40. The mental speculators cannot understand that the two birds sitting in one tree are the soul and the supersoul. The individual soul eats the fruit of the tree, while the other bird does not eat the fruit, 
but only observes the activities of the eating bird. Without attachment, the witnessing bird helps the fruit-eating bird perform fruitful activities. One who cannot understand this difference between the soul and the supersoul, or God and the living entities, is certainly still in the entanglement of the cosmic machinery, and thus must still await the time when he will be freed from bondage. Text 10. The Supreme Lord is the supersoul of all the demigods, entrusted with the task of constructing the cosmic manifestation. Being thus prayed to by the demigods, he thought to himself and thus manifested the gigantic form for their understanding. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The impersonalists are captivated by the gigantic universal form of the Supreme. They think that the control behind this gigantic manifestation is an imagination. Intelligent persons, however, can estimate the value of the cause by observing the wonders of the effects. For example, the individual human body does not develop from the womb of the mother independently but because the living entity, the soul, is within the body. Without the living entity, a material body cannot automatically take shape or develop. When any material object displays development, it must be understood that there is a spirit soul within the manifestation. The gigantic universe has developed gradually, just as the body of a child develops. The conception that the transcendence enters within the universe is, therefore, logical. As the materialist cannot find the soul and the supersoul within the heart, similarly, for want of sufficient knowledge, they cannot see the supreme soul is the cause of the universe. The Lord is therefore described in the Vedic language as avan manasa gotara, beyond the conception of words and minds. Due to a poor fund of knowledge, the mental speculators try to bring the supreme within the purview of words and minds. But the Lord refuses to be so intelligible. The speculator has no adequate words or mind to gauge the infinity of the Lord. The Lord is called adhoksaja, or the person who is beyond the perception by the blunt limited potency of our senses. One cannot perceive the transcendental name and form of the Lord by mental speculation. Thus, mundane PhDs are completely unable to speculate on the Supreme with their limited senses. Such attempts by the puffed-up PhDs are compared to the philosophy of a frog in the well. A frog in a well was informed of the gigantic Pacific Ocean, and he began to puff himself up in order to understand or measure the length and breadth of the Pacific Ocean. 
Ultimately, the frog burst and died. The title, Ph.D., can also be interpreted as plow department, a title meant for the tillers in the paddy field. The attempt of the tillers in the paddy field to understand the cosmic manifestation and the cause behind such wonderful work can be compared to the endeavor of the frog in the well to calculate the measurement of the Pacific Ocean. The Lord can reveal himself only to a person who is submissive and who engages in his transcendental loving service. The demigods controlling the elements and ingredients of universal affairs prayed to the Lord for guidance, and thus he manifested his gigantic form as he did at the request of Arjuna.